you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, and now a man who's uh, thinks who's just here for the brain bleed. That's usually what I'm here for, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Chris Foss. Uh, be sure to refer to the show, of course, to your family, friends, and relatives. You know, the Chris Foss Show is a family that loves you, but doesn't judge you. At least not as harshly as your mom does. Now go clean your room. Uh, anyway, guys, YouTube.com, Fortune's Chris Foss, Goodreads.com, Fortune's Chris Foss, uh, all of our big LinkedIn groups, LinkedIn newsletter, all those crazy places we're at on the interwebs. Today, we have an amazing gentleman on the show. Not only is he a doctor, but he's an author. We're going to talk about his latest book called Torn. Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post-ACL Injury came out May 6, 2022. Keegan Hadley is on the show with us today, and he's going to be talking to us about that and some of the other things he does as a doctor professional, if you will. Uh, he's a doctor of occupational therapy, a psychiatrist, a psychiatric and neurological clinical researcher and an Amazon bestseller author who specializes in using psychological treatments such as ACT with clients. He's passionate about joint health, the psychology of injury, and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the show, Keegan. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Chris? There you go. There you go. Uh, glad to have you. So uh, let's uh, talk about your dot-coms. Where plugs where you want people to look you up on the interwebs, please? Yep, uh, you can find me at keeganadley.com or the aclTherapist.com uh, as well as uh, Instagram or LinkedIn. I'm pretty active at uh, the ACL Therapist. So. There you go. There you go. So uh, what made you decide to write this book on uh, ACL therapy? Yeah, uh, so I, I played football for a long time uh, through college and then briefly after. And as a result of that, I tore both of my ACLs. And I, I found that I actually struggled more with you know, the mental side of mm. those recoveries and, you know, the physical rehabilitation. So mm -hmm. That'll definitely give you a first thing. Is that what made you want to become a doctor or were you on your track to become a doctor before that? Um, I knew I wanted to be in medicine. I just wasn't really, um, wasn't really sure where. So I know I had spent time obviously playing football, um, you know, in the PT room, but I also have a background of struggling with, um, you know, my mental health as well. So I knew either psychology or physical therapy likely was the way I was going to go. I just wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't a hundred percent sure. And what is the ACL tear? What is that uh, like for those of us just to lay a ground floor definition? Yeah. So it's a tear of the anterior cruciate ligament in the knee. Um, it's the knee that prevents your femur from um, moving forward over your tibia. So essentially it's like the brakes of a car essentially uh -huh. um, is kind of one way to look at it, but for your knee joint, obviously. So um, yeah, and I, I tore both of those uh, doing kind of the same type of movement, um, one going left and one going right. So I tore um, each, each one once, unfortunately. So. Ouch. Ouch. That's uh that's not fun. I mean, I know in the NFL and different places, mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of sports that this happens. So uh, you, you've, 
worked in the field of, of uh, specializing, I guess, in these ACLs for quite some time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, out of, you know, uh, more so necessity because I found that, you know, even was when I was a collegiate athlete and I had a lot of resources as far as um, rehab goes, there, there was no one really there to talk through the emotional or psychological side of these injuries, mm-hmm. the loss of self-identity, you know, the loss of confidence, um, you know, the, the poor coping mechanisms that these individu- individuals usually, you know, uh, start to use because coping, especially as an athlete, um, you, you know, we, we usually use our sport uh, for all type of coping. So if, if that's kind of taken away from you, you start to abuse substances, you start to make poor relationship decisions and, um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So There you go. And you probably make uh, poor choices that maybe affect your recovery. Yes. Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, And then uh, choices that affect not only your recovery, but, you know, uh, far reaching aspects of your life as well in many cases. So there you go. So what do you hope to achieve with the book? What do you hope readers come away with that uh, will read it? Yeah. uh, So essentially it's kind of an introduction. It's, it's not necessarily a how to because each, each individual is a little different, but it's an introduction to acceptance and commitment therapy, which is what, um, I use not necessarily, I won't claim that I came to this conclusion just for my physical injuries. Um, I, I definitely don't learn that quickly. Um, I had, to, uh, as a result of my second knee injury, I started to abuse substances and then made some poor, um, relationship decisions that led me to becoming in a relationship with someone who was a severe alcoholic. And I endured a lot of emotional abuse due to that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Culminating in me being, uh, suicidal for a time. Uh, wow. So because of that, that, that was the situation that kind of led me to, you know, I need help. I need to make sure I'm altering the trajectory of my life. So I found, I, I tried to, you know, go into therapy and that's when I actually got probably the most frustrated is I wasn't really seeing the, um, you know, uh, progress that I wanted to from traditional cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, mm-hmm. scoured the internet and found acceptance and commitment therapy and was lucky enough to, you know, get transferred to uh, a therapist that practiced that uh, framework. And I started to slowly see progress. I started to slowly creep out of that hole. And so what I'm looking to do essentially is just provide a resource to let people know that there is a way to deal with what they're going through. Um, And I'm also working with a number of other uh, professionals in the um, physical therapy or athletic training realm that where they can uh, provide classes to implement these type of uh, interventions, you know, on, on the spot so that your athletes aren't necessarily blindsided by these kinds of injuries and go down the same type of path I did. So it's interesting. I mean, you're, you're talking about dealing with the physical aspect of the injury. And of course that in itself is, is, is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then the mental health part and keeping your mental health correct. And that's probably a good healthy balance in order to get the best recovery. I think. Yeah, uh, certainly, because it's you can't pry apart. Everyone always seems to want to. I mean, you talk about physical health or mental health and just kind of split it apart. But I mean, um, th- there's only one of us. So, I mean, they, they both kind of need to be, t- you know, uh, taken care of simultaneously. So you, ca- yeah. you can't only fix yourself physically and just leave the, you know, uh, emotional well-being just out in the dirt so to speak. So. That's very true because I, I left the uh, mental health thing a long time ago. Everybody knows that who listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that gate, that, that horse left the barn, but I still got the physical going at least for now, knock on wood. So I, mm-hmm. I try and, you know, stick to one or the other. Yep. Yeah, well, it's better than nothing. You know, it's better than nothing. <laughs> it's, better than, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It works for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, 
it's, it's probably should read your book. That way I won't be, uh, that way I can mm-hmm. get some balance in my life. But yeah. People don't realize how important these things are. And, and uh, it's interesting to me how you can talk about how people's lives can really change over an injury. I've had a few people that have been injured in motorcycle accidents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting how there can be a compounding of different problems they get themselves into, even relationships they get themselves into. Uh, sometimes they end up with a caretaker girlfriend who wants mm-hmm. to take care of them, but they don't, they were, they, you know, they were breaking up with that girlfriend when they were, you know, they got their injury and, you know, they, they, all sorts of, you know, problems of, of needing help and stuff. So it's good to help people get in a mind frame. We know, we noted in the bio that you believe in using the ACT or the act with clients. Talk to us a little bit about what that is. Yeah. So, uh, many, many people have usually heard of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, it's, uh, kind of like a close cousin, I, I guess is what you'd call it to acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, ACT or, um, acceptance and commitment therapy was founded by, uh, Dr. Stephen Hayes. He, he has a bunch of books on the, mm-hmm. the subject. He's been studying it for, you know, since like the, uh, 70s, 60s or 70s or something. So it's, it's got a lot of research behind it. Um, essentially there's one, fundamental difference between CBT and ACT, and that is essentially um, what you're looking to do. Um, So CBT looks to minimize the symptoms, whereas ACT more so um, gives you the tools necessary to function at an optimal level, no matter kind of what comes your way, because it's kind of preparing for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, to have a full and fulfilling life, there's going to be difficulties that come at you and act kind of prepares you for uh, those types of situations. And it does that through the six different pillars or foundational skills, uh, which is diffusion, acceptance, uh, self as a perspective, um, mindfulness, purposeful action and values. There you go. And it's good, good life advice on top mm-hmm. of that. You know, mm-hmm. um, my mom had both of her knees replaced with uh, uh, the fake knees. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow, there's a lot that goes in. You just really don't need, realize how much you rely on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, for, for anyone that hasn't had a joint injury, it's, um, pretty much astounding how, how much you actually use your joints when th- you don't think about, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. So. Note to self, quit using joints. You just get injured already. So I'm going to stick with that. I think I've done too much of that already, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I I started working out, got a hernia. <laughs> oh boy, it's one of those it's one of those things where you're like, well, okay, uh, uh, maybe working out is as good for you. No, it actually is, people. I'm just being funny. Um, so uh, you know, what what are some other topics we need to tease out from the book that people can be enticed by? Go grab. It. Yeah. So essentially, one one thing I, I dive into a little bit is. Um, kind of the, the cultures, uh, I, I guess it's a conventional wisdom that you're never supposed to, you know, feel poorly. I mean, if you're, if some, if you're not feeling well, you know, there's something wrong with you. And I'd like to say, I talk about that in the book a little bit that, you know, that's, um, you know, a part of life. You'd be more worried about someone if they lost someone they love and they weren't bothered by it, um, hmm. you know, stuff like that. So it's, it, it's just, preparing yourself for those kinds of things. And that, that's kind of the hallmark of the human condition and a full, you know, a, f- a full life. And as another thing is because you have that pain, you can actually find a lot of passion in it because generally when, when you're really hurting over something like I was over the, you know, the loss of my uh, football career, mm-hmm. uh, you, you usually find something you're very passionate within that pain, but you have to be willing to sit with those feelings in order to find those things. 
um, that my whole, you know, business, uh, you know, on entrepreneur side, uh, has come from that. So, I mean, if people are willing to kind of look in what has caused them pain and what they have learned from it in the past, a lot of times you can find something you're supremely passionate about. Um, and, you know, you could work every hour of the day and still be, you know, ha- have a lot of energy coming from it. So definitely the, you know, when I, I, it wasn't an ACL, but you know, a hernia tear from lifting weights. I, I, for the first time in my life, I started going to the gym every day, 54, 53. And, for a year and a half, I went religiously every day. You know, maybe there was a day I missed every now and then, but pretty much every day. And I would go work out for two, three hours, and I was doing just amazing things with my body. Uh, and then you injure yourself, and it's really depressing. It's even more depressing because you yep. did it to yourself. Yep. Like, it's one thing if you get in a car wreck, and I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. that, but, you yeah, know, I mean, you didn't. You didn't really do it to yourself. I did mine to myself and, you know, yeah, I, maybe, certainly. and you see it from that lens that sometimes you, it's, a, it's kind of depressing at first mm-hmm. because you're just like, but I've learned to do what you said. I've learned to find another outlet to think positively and it's just uh, drooling in the corner and, and looking mm-hmm. at the wall. And that seems to work for me now because that's about all I can do. But <laughs> until the surgery. <laughs> I'm just kidding. People know that's what I do anyway. I was doing before, long before that, uh, just drooling, looking at the wall. That's pretty much the state that's, I'm in when, when they don't prop me. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much the state I'm in 24-7 when they don't prop me up on the show, put me in front of the mic, and they're like, dance, dance. I'm like, okay. Um, so this is really good. This is helpful pe- for people, and it's got real-life sort of things. Probably you can apply to anybody who's had a major yeah, in- industry. And, uh, you know, it deals with the depression of it. You no longer can do the thing you love. Like, I can't mm-hmm. go to the gym anymore. I really was mm-hmm. falling in love with that. I know it's weird to say, but I'd really made a commitment to that. And I was proud of the fact that I was going every day for the first time in all my life and and uh, keeping with that discipline. And then to be knocked off, you know, it's been hard to deal with until I can get back. And I, even then, I don't know if I can fully get back. I'm going to have to be careful. I, I think with ACLs, once you tear one, you've got to be careful not to tear it again, right? Don't you have a higher propensity to re-tear it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're still doing a lot of research. It's, it's kind of, um, there, there's not like a, this causes an ACL thing. That That's why ACLs are frustrating is because you, you likely, like I did and like many athletes have, um, done everything, you know, you, you were told by the string coaches, you know, just your coaches in general for years and it just happens to you. Um, so, I mean, there, there's no real, um, they can't iron it out to one specific thing, which is frustrating. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and you'd think that, uh, I don't know, we'd have better things to do for this, but I, I, I it happens a lot. I know in football, yeah, because certainly. football is such a crazy sport and mm-hmm. it's easy to get weight on that knee in the wrong way. And you're, you're running a million miles an hour, hitting up against brick wall people that are running a hundred miles an hour and you're going to, you're going to tear something. That's yep. just, uh, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Football and uh, women's soccer is kind of, um, you know, a bulk of who reaches out and who I oh, really? uh, end up working with. Yeah. 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 yeah like probably soccer and rugby too, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy days and, and times. So uh, I noticed you on your website, you have some potential courses you're working on things you're going to be putting out, I think coming mm-hmm. up. Talk to us a little bit about what you're planning to do there. Yeah. So, so I'm currently working with um, a number of other um, researchers on how to implement this at a wider scale, because obviously I love to help people and I have a really hard time turning people away. But that being said, there's only so many hours um, in a day. And I, and I realized that early on, um, 
And, and that was frustrating to me because I, I don't want to, I, I know what it feels like in that situation and I never want to turn people away. So I, I've been working with um, some physical therapists who are doing the research in order to implement a framework um, to provide to, you know, uh, schools or other, um, you know, well, facilities that are going through athletics just in general. So if they do have an athlete that's hurt, they can go through kind of this protocol of this is how you start to implement acceptance and commitment therapy into their practice. You know, instead of just going over the physical things, they can start to implement that as well. And they'll probably also be like a rudimentary start to where they get all athletes acclimated uh, Mm -hmm. as well. So that they're not just jumping on this as soon as they get hurt, you know, an ounce of prevention is, you know, uh, worth a lot more than just jumping on it after the fact. So that that's what we're working on and we're hoping to have something um, this year would be fantastic, but I hate to overpromise. Is there a way that people can reach out to you, work with you, consult with you? Uh, I don't know if you have a doctor's office set up somewhere. Or... Yeah, just uh, shoot me a message on um, Instagram is where a lot of people have reached out to me. Um, I'm, I'm active on there as far as, uh, you know, fielding questions and things. I'm mm-hmm. not on there as much as I should be, but um, I'll always respond to someone. So. There you go. There you go. I mean, imagine, you know, people have questions. It's a good yep. book maybe for uh, kids in their teens who are, you yep. know, suffering injury. There's lots of these people that, you know, they're aspiring uh, athletes, football, soccer, whatever the case may be in, in mm-hmm. high school or college. And then their professional careers are probably ruined because of ACL. And so yep. it sounds like you talk some about prevention and, and trying to make sure that people don't do this wrong. Uh, is diet an, uh, an issue with ACL? Is, is it, does it help if you take more muscle yep. feeding formulas and proteins and stuff? Yeah. So, um, BMI, uh, there, there is a, you know, a decently strong correlation. Obviously it's not in all cases, but you're, you're at a higher likelihood if you have a higher BMI to tear your ACL mm-hmm. than someone with a lower BMI. Um, mm-hmm. that's something I just did another, um, lit review the end of 2022 to make sure I was, um, you know, on the, on the, um, getting the most recent data anyways. And I, I did find that, that, that was, uh, linked it's not for sure, obviously, because the um, the study groups weren't weren't very large, it's not like these were a thousand tears or anything like that. But they, they did show some light correlation to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's crazy, man. And I suppose small tears lead to big tears. Um, it's it's just one of those things. And then uh, usually with ACLs, do they heal up, or do you kind of notice them when? You know, like some people notice broken bones when it gets cold or a rainy mm-hmm. or damp. Just uh, how well do those heal up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm presently in North Dakota, and the the biggest issue for me is I've um I, I you have to train differently mm-hmm. um to to make sure you because it kind of feels like you're getting a leg transplant almost your leg never really feels quite the same you have to oh, wow. um really focus pretty much all your training on strengthening. Uh, you know, certain movements and things, mm-hmm. and then you, you can get back to being normal. Um, but it, it takes a while. But the one thing that does still bother me is uh, I, I live in North Dakota, as I said, and we were just at negative 30 degrees. And now we were at roughly 30 degrees um, this week. And I had a lot of um, just aches uh, because of the weather changes. So you, you do oh, wow. still get those kinds of things. Because anytime you get cut open like that, you have some 
um, you know, lingering issues with nerves and those kinds of things. So. My lobotomy still does that whenever it gets yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah, I've heard those um, are bad with that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, but I, the nice thing is I smile and it, it, I forget about it. It's all gone mm-hmm. away. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's, I recommend sure. it to everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. so <laughs> people are like, does he have a lobotomy? Uh, the, you, just uh, had, you just had a bunch of people Google that. So. <laughs> I did that's what I do. We make our own, we make our own money mm-hmm. getting people to Google stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Google buying gold. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so there you go. But yeah, I imagine you know people that are are going to have long term issues, and so they need your book uh, more than ever because you know there's long term recovery, long term yeah. experiential with it. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Oh. Here you got a free. Uh, you can download a free diffusion guide on your website. What's a diffusion guide? Yeah, so essentially the um, when I talked about myself slowly starting to climb out of the hole, I was in mm-hmm. um, the, the issue. The issue I had that was um, very difficult for me to get over was uh, cognitively fused thoughts. So essentially, um, I'll just give my own as an example. I always thought when I was having issues with mental illness, and then that was only compounded by my physical injuries that. The, the thought I am broken, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then it, that's a cognitively fused thought because y- y- you are not broken, obviously. So the slight difference, <laughs> but, but you're not. That was only before the lobotomy. You're okay. That was before the lobotomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, every so, girlfriend I've told has told me I'm broken, so I'm just accepted it. I own it. That's that's fair. That's a different conversation. You can do a book on that one. Next. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the next one. Um, but uh, essentially, it's going from that to going. Uh, realizing that I'm only having thoughts or feelings that I'm yeah. broken and giving yourself that perspective um, to evaluate that thought and, you know, deem whether that is actually going towards your values, which again was another one of those pillars. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. You know, I, I, uh, my biggest thing that I've dealt with in getting the injury with the hernia was just anger at myself. Like mm-hmm. you fucking idiot. You knew that was hurting you kept pushing it, and you know, I, I thought it was, you know, I, I was working out my abs, and and I thought, oh, you know, it's just okay, you know, you're doing muscle tears, you're, it's hurting, but it was really hurting, and I was like, really, just like, okay, oh, yeah, I'll push it through, and mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't realize, you know, I, I had like a month to stop. I really, it took time to 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 tear it fully open, um, but uh, and I was having pain, and it was like, dude, just stop. But I'm like, no, this is what you've done all your life. You, and so the anger and depression at yourself, yep. you know, is just like mm-hmm. you, you're such a fucking idiot. You know, at least that's you know my mental uh, conversation because that's every day, regardless of what I do. But <laughs> um, and my dogs look at me with the same sort of thing. They go, "You're such an idiot," and we're dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we look our bums uh, and smell each other's bums, and you're an idiot. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it, the depression's real. The, I mean, the experience of the mental game that fucks you up. And yeah, like I say, I, I, I worked really hard for a year and a half and then to watch it all go to hell, you know, I probably can't lift what I was lifting and yep. my legs and stuff. And you're just like, God, I just wasted a whole year of my life. And, you know, you can really spin yourself out if you're not careful. Yeah. Again, if you don't have those um, skills in place to lean back on, uh, again, because you were probably using, uh, you know, your newfound coping mechanism of working out, you know, very rigorously yeah. to get rid of all your stress and stuff. So again, when that goes away, and if you hadn't built any other, you know, infrastructure there to hold that, those, you know, issues, 
that you mm-hmm. had. I mean, it's just going to come crashing down and it'll cascade into all the other aspects of your life. So. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, anything more we need to tease out on what you do and how you do it? Um, no, uh, just, uh, happy to, uh, help people get through these, you know, walk with them through these issues and, um, be there, um, you know, when no one else is. What else do you see yourself doing for the future? Are you going to stay in the ACL sort of area? Do you, you plan on branching out to other ones? I imagine there's plenty of business in this. Yeah, certainly there, there's plenty in this, but, uh, that being said, I have my own kind of, um, the, the next challenge, which every time I go to the doctor now, um, they remind me that I'm on the expedited list for a uh, total knee surgery just because of the damage that was done to my leg. Oh, so, really? Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm focusing on just training um, and I, essentially coming up with a blueprint for avoiding total knee surgery is kind of the, the hope. So. Yeah, I, I I can't blame you, man. My mom, like I said, had double knee surgery, and I came mm-hmm. and took care of her through both of them. Um, it was it was hell. It was it it was hell for her, especially because she was in her seventies. Uh, yeah. So you know you don't recover it's hard to well. Heal. It's hard to heal. Um, man, if if you you've got to keep your weight right. Um, you know, it's, it, it, you definitely want to be skinny when you do it because the, the less weight you can have on those things. And they, and they want you moving like right away. Like they don't oh, want yeah. you laying in the bed. Like I was like, okay, well just lay in that bed for a week or two. Like I would. And, uh, then get up and walk no. around. And they're like, yeah. no, 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 you're not doing that. No, we gotta, you gotta move those things. We gotta get the joints going and the blood mm-hmm. going. And the, you know, I guess if you don't do that, you're gonna, uh-huh. Yeah, it'll lock up. So, I mean, essentially, yeah. they would have redone all that. And then yeah. um, you need to start moving it immediately to regain, you know, anything you, you know, m- might have lost. So, it's it's yeah. definitely here on the clock as soon as it's, as soon as you get out of there. So And then anytime she bangs it or she thinks mm-hmm. she's hurt it again, she gets really upset. And I can't blame her. I mean, it no. was it was hell to recover from. And especially at 70. I mean, uh, that's why that's why I got my knee surgeries out of the way. I did them at 30. So, I don't have to. I got that out of the way. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But that's what we do here on the show. I did get the lobotomy done, though. That that helps, too, and the plate and the head. They just um, did it all at the same time. Yeah, you exactly. don't know if they did it or not. They might have. Yeah. What's really cool about the plate in my head, too, from NOM was uh, basically basically it works with the uh, Moderna uh, booster shot that I've gotten four of now. And uh, do I still have the... Wow, I still have I have still have the band-aid on from it from a week and a half ago. Wow, that's weird. Um I just went to CS and everything and it's still stuck on. When did band-aids start working that well? Holy shit. Maybe I shouldn't tear this off, maybe it'll leak out. Anyway, that's weird, man. When did band-aids are the only thing that works in life anymore, I guess. That's the only thing that's improved in the last six years. Yeah. I never go back there, so I didn't know there was a band-aid there. But yeah, the between the plate in my head and the and the signals I get with uh from uh you know uh Bill Gates and stuff. I can call Elon too with the fourth booster that's so you out. can plug stuff into it like an You iPhone. can Twitter from it, yeah. yeah. With uh, the Elon Musk it made it so you can Twitter from it. You just yell at it, you know, when you're drunk or something and it makes the typical tweets. <laughs> so this is really good. And, and and I think it's important for the mental health game that you put in because part of the physical health and how you feel and being depressed probably affects you know how you heal and the quality mm-hmm. of how you heal and your body healing and of course getting into you know i i quit drinking two or three years ago mm-hmm. um just from i was just tired of the hangovers and i oh, yeah. i started 
doing veganism and I started listening to my body and I could just tell that like three days were just like, it would drag me. It would just, I would just feel the dehydration. I would feel the bloat that you get from oh, your yeah. body overstoring water because you, you dehydrated it. Um, I just get tired of the game with it. It's like, okay. And you're just like a couple hours of fun. But yeah, if you're, if you're injured, last thing you want to be doing is drinking alcohol or taking drugs or different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people that get stuck on opioids. I was going to say that's, that's a big one, especially for this particular population, because m- many times they, I mean, they're providing those things to you right after surgery, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going through surgery. So that's definitely a concern. Yeah. I can see you could do really well with a lot of courses and books, maybe for high school coaches and mm-hmm. uh, college coaches, people that are training these folks to because uh, I imagine that's where a lot of these injuries take place, like yours. You know, people playing sports and yep. trying to have fun with it, and uh, yeah, you end up end up going the wrong way. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, you have a lot of those people. I mean, many high schools don't even have a athletic trainer, so it's it's definitely getting to the people who are dealing with the athletes the most. And in high school, I mean, those are usually just the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, there's not a lot of staff uh, generally with high schools and things like that, but that, that's where it needs to be. Otherwise um, you're, you're catching the athletes too late. Um, yeah. You know, likely. Yeah. So. Preferably you can educate them on how to better, better uh, cover stuff like that. I've seen those uh, knee plates that people wear, and I don't know if they're for an injury that already happened, but you'll see like knee they're like they're like knee sleeves that they put on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those help prevent ACLs or if those are more of a post injury. Are they like a uh, neoprene? Like a yeah, they're like a neoprene mm-hmm. uh, scuba sort of thing that I'll see people put over their knees. It slides up their leg and maybe a has like of- a cushion or something like that on there. A lot of times that there presently isn't a brace that they've shown, you know, statistically prevents mm-hmm. ACL injuries. That being said, um, there, there is, uh, there's two reasons that one might wear it. Um, uh, a, you know, if the surgeon says to, because again, they're, they're kind of the boss. Uh, but B, it could provide some, you know, um, confidence if they're just not sure, but I don't particularly like that answer. But the last one is it, it, it um, the sleeve that you're talking about specifically, they make ones that have been shown to, you know, prevent against MCL or LCL um, injuries, mm-hmm. which are the the uh, ligaments on the inside and outside of your knee. The ACL crosses in the middle with the PCL, but that those those particular sleeves you're talking about can help, but not not for the ACL. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I had something and I still kind of have it, but it's a growth underneath the the end of my right kneecap. And mm-hmm. it, so it sticks Osgood out. Slaughter, yeah. Osgood Slaughter's disease. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I grew, I kind of just grew out of it and into it, but yep. it was giving me problems when I was in uh, junior high or high school. Now it doesn't bother me, but it still does stick out, I think, a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's, I've, that's, those are, um, can be really frustrating. It's, it's not most, well, I wouldn't say most, but some people aren't as lucky and they, um, you know, they, they need, you know, more, more assistance than that, but you just might be, uh, stubborn enough to make it work, I guess. So. Yeah. I, I just became fat and old. Um, <laughs> and so my body is like, okay, well, we give up. Uh, so there you go. Well, it's been insightful to have you on, Keegan, and, uh, thanks for the insight and stuff. Uh, give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebs, please. Yep. Uh, keeganhadley.com or, uh, probably easier to spell the aclTherapist.com acltherapist.com and you can find him on LinkedIn every place else. Order up the book wherever fine books are sold, folks. But don't only go to those uh, fine 
selling bookstores. Yeah, the alleyway ones. I got mugged last week in one. Um, Torn, overcoming the psychological advantage. Or <laughs> let me recut that. Torn, overcoming the psychological challenges. Post ACL injury, May 6, 2022, by Keegan Hanley, uh, Hadley. Order up wherever fine books are sold. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out, man.